Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. We are officially in the new new year. Uh, the episode that came out last week, we had actually recorded right before the new year. So Maggie, officially, happy new year. Happy new year, Melissa. Yay, we did it. We made it. Um, so we actually have two guests on today. I've got a guest co-host. Her name is Kate Cook. Hey. So Kate and I, did we meet teaching at? We did. I was thinking about it today, and we didn't meet until we were teachers, even though you knew the Adamses, yes. uh, Brittany and Chantel, yes. but we didn't meet until we were grown-ups. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so there you go. And our guest today is Norisha Glover, right? Did I say yes. that right? Yes. What did you say earlier when I said that? Glover I'm a lover. Glover lover. <laughs> <laughs> so we, they might chime in on this little bit of intro that we're going to talk about, and then we will talk a little bit, um, we will talk to them and Norisha, especially with... Uh, what she's doing today, which is just phenomenal, and how she got there. I've heard her story before, and I'm going to be honest, I am in all. And 10 people have told me that I need a Norisha on the podcast. So I don't know if Norisha and I have actually, this might be when we first met, but, you know, we think we've we've, we've met at some particular point. Um, drinks. Yeah, at some point. Um, all right, so Maggie, I've said this before. I think I said it on last week's podcast, my workout regimen. This is a big deal to me, okay? So I, a couple of months ago, joined Regimen, brought it up on last week's podcast. I have mixed emotions about Regimen. It's a great workout, but golly, one, it's intense, and two, it's a lot of time. From the time that I have to get up and get dressed and drive there, it's an hour and drive back. I just don't think time is on my side right now. I thought you were starting yoga. Oh, yeah. So, we'll get to that. All right. Anyway. I'm not going to let it go. Thanks. Me neither. Okay. I did a yoga cool down on Monday. All right. But I'm going back to... That's not yoga. It was seven minutes. That's a long time. What's your commitment to yoga? I haven't made... I haven't officially made one yet. Okay. We'll get there. She can't let go of the intense workouts. Do yoga lotties. It will be your regimen and the yoga together. Marisha, so you're going to be like, this is weird, and you're going to think I'm lying. I legitimately had a dream about yoga lotties last night. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. Like, where I went, and I showed up, and then, like, I got up this morning, and at 2 a.m., I had the email from, you know... April is, I think, is the owner, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's just a mass email, and I'm like, that's weird. I'm not, Lainey's looking at me funny, but I'm not kidding you. I had a dream about yoga lotties, so I might do that, too. And I love that I'm suggesting, because I haven't been in, like, four or five years, and I'm angry every time that I do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my body feels great afterwards. It does, and I like it. I think you can pay by the class there. Yes. Okay, so this is the other thing. I, I, I have entirely too many gym memberships. I mean, I have 
a problem. I'm just going to put it out there on the air because I have a Peloton, which requires a membership. I joined Regimen a couple of months ago and signed up for the membership when because they're like, it's a better deal. And I'm like, yeah, but now I feel like I have to go. Uh, and then I, I do Pilates Plus, which is on the Mega Reformer, which I feel like that's, I mean, it's intense. It can be hard, but that's good for my mind. So my question for you, oh, right, even though you're totally just being interviewing me, is like, are you, I believe that there are people, like, two types of people, people who believe in subscriptions and people who do not. Right. Like, I subscribe to nothing. Not Spotify, not Pandora, like, nothing. Okay. Are you a subscription person? Unfortunately, I am. <laughs> but it's a problem. <laughs> I want to be like you. <laughs> because I'm like, I have so many subscriptions. Mm-hmm. I just, and, and anyway, I wish y'all could see me right now. <laughs> We're going to breathe, right? <laughs> Breathing is the word of the episode. But I really would, so I like regimen, and I, I think I'm just going to buy like a package of classes, and that way I can just go whenever I want instead of a subscription. Why are you shaking your I'm saying no to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a subscription, right? Don't but do that. But it's a package. I could use it for like two years. That's how the gems get you. I know. Okay. So we'll revisit that. But the point of this, guys, (laughs) is because um, another, well, Emily Klein was in administration at St. Joseph's, and that's actually how I met her. She had reached out to me. She's also a fan of Madeline Moves. Madeline Moves is a, a girl that I follow on Instagram, and she's got a really good, this is, by the way, Madeline Moves. Doesn't know me. I don't ever tag her on Instagram because, you know, my fear of social media. But she's got a really great workout regimen. Like, these workouts are easy to follow, but they're challenging. And so, twice a year she does a challenge. So, Emily reached out to me and was like, are you going to do her challenge? And I was like, I don't know, Emily. I Maybe. And so, Emily's doing the challenge. I'm doing the challenge. And now I'm like, I've got the subscription to regimen. When am I going to do my Peloton? Like, I just want to not work and just work out. Because <laughs> then I could fit it all in. Emily actually texted me. She was like, how are you doing all of this? I'm like, girl, you you not want to know what's been going on in my head. <laughs> I mean, you really shouldn't work out that much, right? <laughs> right. Isn't there too, it's too much right. sometimes. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm in adrenal fatigue. Okay, actually, I'm just kidding. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> So if anybody's listening, I really don't know if I'm in adrenal fatigue, but um, shout outs. But I did just want to give a shout out to Emily Klein because now we're doing this challenge together, which is kind of nice, you know, to be able to do that. Um, and the connections are what we were what we were striving for with Emily, this thing. Emily, I'm so excited that we connected and she's a lot like me and yeah. we both food prep, meal prep, and she's given me a lot of good meal suggestions. Anyway, um, so <laughs> as I'm about to say this. <laughs> You know, I'm going to start a new thing. Self-care Sundays? <laughs> too much. Is that too much? This is overkill. <laughs> can yoga be your self-care on self-care Sunday? Is there room for yes, us Kate. to bring these things together? <laughs> Except you're already pretty relaxed on Sunday. Like, that's when you take your naps. I think you need to work in yoga in the week. This is how much of an open book I am, people, that Maggie knows this about me. I know a lot about so you. So here's why I thought about self-care Sunday. So... I take a bath. I took a bath on Sunday, right? And I got out, and it's like the. I feel like I also want to be one of those people that uses like lotion all over their body. <laughs> she never <laughs> stops. Marisha does not know me By very the way, well. Marisha, this is a comedy podcast. <laughs> so 
Anyway, I really only feel like I can do that on Sundays because it's time consuming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, you got to put it on. I mean, most of the time I'm cold, you know, so there, there's that thing. And then it's got to like soak into your skin. But my point is, I did that on Sunday. I read my book on Sunday night and I slept like a baby on Sunday night. So you need to do it every day. Okay, I don't know if I can do the bath thing every day. Sure you can. Narisha, what? Okay, so when you said you slept like a baby, like, my whole family got the weighted blanket. Yeah, oh, I have one. Oh, my God. Amazing sleeps. Like, I think I need a new one. Why? I don't know. It's not working anymore, (laughs) (laughs) But this is something I found out. Like, there's a way, like... You have to be thoughtful about the weight right. on the weighted blanket. And I don't really know. And then mine's, they make them now that really do kind of feel like a blanket that just has weight in it. Mine's almost like this flimsy, like you've seen it, Maggie, kind of, it's not very blank. It's almost not comfortable. Now, when mm. I first got it, knocked me out. My husband actually cannot sleep with the weighted blanket. He will, he like will not wake up. My husband was like, what's the big deal about these? And then the first two nights slept with them. And then another day was so like, did you hey, where's blanket? Yeah. Did you get yours from Amazon? Someone gave it to me as a gift. I think okay. the brand was like Yoli Pulley or something like that okay. or whatever. And um, it was it was 15 pounds, which is actually like just, it was a, it was a slightly tad too heavy for me. Um, See, I think mine is 15 pounds, and I am definitely a taller, <laughs> bigger person <laughs> than what you are. You are not. Is, is tiny. So, I mean, I, um, yeah, so we'll think about that. Mm-hmm. Um um, I actually ordered a like lavender thing you put over your eyes. Mm-hmm. It, this is a deal. This is also a thing that we're trying to fix with me. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I have a lot of things that need to be fixed. My sleep. I wait. I go to sleep. Great. I said this before on the podcast. But you don't stay asleep. Don't stay asleep. So where did I hear it? Like if you have problems falling asleep, it's depression. But if you can fall asleep and wake and you constantly wake up, it's anxiety. Oh. I had my, I went and got this entire blood panel done. Okay. I'm like, Mm -hmm. please, please find something wrong with me, Mr. Doctor. Mm -hmm. He's like, your blood work is impeccable. So why are you here? I'm like, because I can't sleep. (laughs) He told him I wake up in the middle of the night and he's like, that's stress and anxiety. And I'm like, okay. So just to let you know, so the podcast that we, that launched last week, Maggie and I talked about our word of the year. And my word is breathe because I need to breathe and de-stress a little bit, which is my goal. Got to get the stress level under control. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you. Now, Marisha, I'm, any other tips, tricks that you have to sleep? I am. Oh, all I'm not, I don't know. I'm struggling with my sleep. Right. Exactly. So, Narisha's going to tell us a story. So, um, Narisha is going to tell us a story that she told right when she walked in. I think it's just, you know. Classic. A classic, your daughter's what, two and a half? Yeah, she's not even two and a half. She's like two years and two months old. Okay. And when I was when I was up this morning, I was like, oh, I'll be talking about this on the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> because I have been struggling to sleep or whatever. I've got a little better at it. But right now, I have a daughter who's two years old, and she's sleeping in the bed with us. Yeah. Um, because as a mom, you just got to do what works for you at the moment, and then, like, you keep going. Like I said, you need sleep. Yes. People need sleep. Yes. Like, right? it, I, mean, I feel like it's a very important part of it life. Is, because when you sleep and you, like, wake up while restroom, you're like, oh, here's all these things I could do. Yes. So she wakes up. She has to go to the restroom. That's fine. I get ready to bring her to the restroom. She's like, no, I want to go to my restroom. And in my mind, I'm like, F. So I bring her to her restroom where she insists on, you know, potty, which is fine. 
But then she has to clean her potty. She has to dump it out in the toilet. She has to make sure that it's washed out of the sink. She has to make sure that it's flushed, whatever. She has to be the one to turn on the light and off the light. And then she didn't want her pull-ups on. She wanted panties. And I was like, okay. Miss we'll put Independent. On your That's what I said. I was like, I mean, where should I talk to her for like five minutes? I'm like, Apple, I'm falling for that tree. I, mean, I wonder where she gets that from. I'm like, great. We'll put on your panties. So we, then so she get, we get back in our bed. And she goes, I want some milk. And I'm like, because she might be in the bed. So I give it to her. Ten minutes later, she's like, I need to go to the potty. I'm like, we're about to begin this again. So, I mean, the part, like what mommy has, like you're always questioning whether you're doing the right thing. So at some point when she's like back in the bed, I'm like, am I spoiling her that I do this? Like, or am I raising her to like be independent and hygienic and all this other stuff? Mm -hmm. But she didn't go back to bed till about like five o'clock. I'm exhausted and she's exhausted, but I'm here, but... And Norisha did not tell the daycare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she was super cranky this morning. I'm like, here she goes. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. But she's having it But you know what? I've learned kids perform differently at daycare. They do. Oh, so she is well-behaved. She's a talker at home. She doesn't really talk mm-hmm. at school. She's very much, like, in line with everything. Mm-hmm. She has, um, there's a girl in her class that she talks to that they said is Amelia. And I don't know Amelia very well. I mean, they've been in class together, but I'm excited because my best friend's name is Amelia, so I've always Aww. wanted the person in class to be her best friend. <laughs> Amelia's mom doesn't know this. Like, Every like, time she gets home, you're like, were you super nice to Amelia? Oh my God, you and Amelia are best friends for life. <laughs> That's adorable. So... Kids, to me, you know, I don't have kids, but I've got my five nephews, mm-hmm. and so since we're talking about this, so we went to the beach and with the three nephews on Patrick's side, nine, eight, and four, Ooh, okay? That's, yeah, that's a lot of boys. That's a lot of energy. Yeah, it's a lot of energy. So, you know, I, I mentioned on the podcast last week about my PlayStation four or five game fail. I went and picked up the right PlayStation game on the way to the beach and I took it there. But I think, and again, I'm very ignorant about PlayStations. Mm -hmm. I think you can only play like one person at a time. So one player, maybe. Okay. Just so the first day we're there, I mean, they are just duking it out. They are fighting. (laughs) And so I sit them down and I'm like, let me just tell you something. I called Best Buy. And I can take this game back to Best Buy for up to a year. Do y'all hear me? A year. And, I, and they're just like, you know, looking at me straight face and, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I said, so the next time y'all fight over it, it's gone. Okay? So they're good. They're angels. That was New Year's Eve. They're just angels on New Year's Eve. That Friday, I'm working at the kitchen table and in the condo, and I hear them start to bicker again. I walk in there, and I'm like, out. Get out and give me that game. And they looked at me, not a peep, and they filed out one by one, sat on the couch. They pouted for a little bit. And then I didn't hear anything about the game. And I'm like, do they not like the game? Why aren't they trying to bargain with me about the game? So I let it go for two days, okay? There was no more fighting because there was no more game to fight over. And they just figured out something else to do. So that Saturday night before we're leaving on Sunday, I said, Cooper, do you want the game back? Yes, ma'am. I do. I do want the game back. Oh, because let me back up. When I told them they needed to be good and not fight, I said, while you're at it, say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please, and thank you. So that'll give you, you know, just letting y'all know that. And so, uh, yes, ma'am, we do want it back is what he said. And I was like, okay, well, why didn't you, why haven't you come and asked me about it? And he goes, well, you took it away, Aunt Miss Miss. And I'm like, ooh, look at me. I got some... Got a little bit of leverage. So anyway, I gave the game back to them because they really were good after that. I was just ready for them to come and, like, I was going to hold court. You know, okay, let's 
let's let's bargain. How can we get the game back? But to your point, mm-hmm. those kids, when me and Patrick watch them, and, I'm not, and they're not bad, they're kids, yeah. but they listen to us. But if it was her mom, they would have tried to... Oh, in, in 30, my sister-in-law, she's listening to this, would probably be like, honey, I'm surprised that they didn't... I think they said something to them. <laughs> Do you think Aunt Miss Miss will give us the game? <laughs> right. Can you talk to Aunt Miss Can Miss? Can you please talk to her mom? <laughs> you know, so anyway. All right, so... so. Norisha, I just love how she just jumped right in. I think we're going to be friends. <laughs> I think we've been like friends forever. We just didn't realize we, it. This yeah. is true. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Before I forget, let's look, do our word of the episode brought to you by Norisha. <laughs> she might have to explain it for us. Word of the episode. Word up. So, Norisha's, I don't even know if I know how to spell this word, but it is filibuster. Yes. Okay. So, Norisha, do you want to explain what that word means? I mean, okay. So, only because I Googled it this morning in my car. Okay. Maybe while driving here. Okay. So, filibuster, also known as talking out a bill, is a tactic of parliamentary procedure. It is a way for one person to delay or entirely prevent debate or votes on a specific proposal. So, why the one, the word keeps coming up is because I'm reading Obama's book or whatever. He keeps talking about how, like, filibusters were, like, used whenever he was in office. And then last night, they also had the Senate races in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so, they're talking about, um, you know, what, like, if Republicans get two or if Democrats get two, like, what this means. But as I understand it, I could still be explaining it wrong, is that literally, like, the Senate majority leader, I guess even the House majority leader, gets to determine like what is brought up and like what is voted on. And if somebody doesn't want something voted on, they can essentially like try to talk it to death. But if you have a certain number of people who are in the House or the Senate or whatever, they can call like for an automatic vote. Like if they have the majority or something like that. Right. Yeah. Anyways, it's just it's it's a tactic that actually, as I read it, I find fairly annoying and, a, and an awful display of like <laughs> of leadership. what people would yeah an yeah. awful display of like leadership yeah. it's a tactic that people use so you know this whole so in 2020 I kept telling people and I'm just gonna admit I'm like I feel like I needed to go take a civics class mm-hmm. like I'm uh, I hate to say I'm blissfully unaware but I don't really love to get too much into politics because I just feel like people can get very emotional about it but like you know, I mean, I was kind of ignorant. I'm like, okay, the House does this and the Senate does this and, you know, the majority and just, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a lot. So. You think that I know because I internally hear, which, wait, oh, let me make this connection. Oh, you internally That's how I know Emily Klein because we were in D.C. at the oh. same time. And so, um, but you would think that based on the fact that I work in D.C. on Capitol Hill that I would know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm one of those people who keep my, t- like, I'm in it just like a little bit and then sometimes like I'm out of it. Well, it's kind of like, I want to at least be able to sound, this is just me, by the mm-hmm. way, I want to be able to at least have a conversation and sound educated and not just emotional about something. Right. You know, that's just, now, not to say I don't get emotional. Oh, yeah, that right. way, I would be lying, yeah. but, you know, okay, well, the, the Georgia races and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been keeping up a little bit more with it, uh, I'd say this year, but I did joke with people. I'm like, uh, wait. You know all about this, though, right? I was Kate, ready for history? you to put me on Front Street, <laughs> and we almost got through that without but, you doing that. But you told me last week at lunch that you prefer, like, history. Exactly. Like, not current events. I was not a, I was a social studies teacher, yes, but was. I never taught civics. Um, I taught American history, and I very much enjoyed staying in the past and um, not, uh, you know, bringing conversations from my students' homes into the classroom where <laughs> things could get emotional or, 
you know, yeah. things like that. So, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which, I mean, to me, that's that's smart. It's kind of like, no offense to people that post stuff on social media. I just don't think you're going to change somebody's mind, you know, from a, if you're emotional about it. That's, mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. I could be, like I said, clearly I'm ignorant. Last year was, I was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to do some research. I'm going to try to keep up with this to an extent. Um, but that being said, before we go down a rabbit hole on, on politics, um, we are going to have a quick little new segment called The Palm, Proud of Myself Moment. Yes, I made that an acronym. And so Maggie, because we've getting feedback that it's Louisiana ladies and Maggie needs to speak up a little bit, which, <laughs> hello, it's hard to get a word in with me. But you know when you have moments where you're like, that was, I am so awesome, you know, and you feel like you need to pat yourself on the back. And it could be the smallest thing. Are we, Lainey, you've had those moments? I've had, I've had that recently. Good. I need people to come in and be like, look what I did. Look, (laughs) see, you see what I did? (laughs) Words of affirmation are your love language? I think it's moving higher to my list. Higher up my list. They're mine. Wow. Affirmation lunch. Oh yeah, like, where you have tons like, and so Julie was a part of our group, right. Julie Lapres, where a group of our girlfriends used to get together and we would affirm each other, like we would tell each other what was going on. We're like, you are awesome, you are awesome, <laughs> you're right. Would you, you were badass, and they didn't recognize it, and they totally should have. Like, you need affirmation lunch with I group of friends when we're not like pandemicking, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, maybe later this year. Yeah. We'll put that on our to do. What are you having for lunch? Affirmation. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So you know, I. I don't really like to cook. Um, Patrick, I know you're going to listen to this. Patrick does not cook. Okay. And so the other night I came home and I just put together a dinner with like, this is going to sound very random, by the way, but I had some leftover salmon and asparagus. And then we had ordered Izzo's, like, you know, the fajita pack, like that weekend or something. And like, I threw together this little like salmon Mexican thing, but it also had asparagus in it and I'm eating it and I'm like holy moly this is delicious this is delicious I don't know Patrick probably had like a lunchable or something it's like a child but what was your moment well I want to I want to mention because I have a palm moment with that all the time because I don't know I think I got this from my dad but I hate wasting food me too and so I would much rather just be resourceful with what I already have and kind of it's it's like a creative thing for me I'll just go in I'm like okay what can I what meal can I make with what I have right in front of me and I find it so rewarding when it comes out like I don't have to look at a recipe so yeah. it's it's just very like it's kind of like what are you feeling mm-hmm. see, like I felt like very I felt like it was like intuitive eating. <laughs> yeah. And this will taste good. So, oh, this might actually be good with it too. And then it actually comes out tasting good. And you're like, yes, that that required very minimal effort. And it's delicious. Right. I feel like you're playing chopped. You know, where you like open the basket, the basket and you're like, what's in here? That's true. That's true. And it's a really great feeling because the worst feeling is when you really work hard on, hard on a recipe. And you don't like it. And it's gross. Yes. And you're disappointed. So is that your palm moment? My palm moment was taking down all of my Christmas because that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I had all the Christmas decorations. And this was after I went and took the CPA exam. So I was done. I was like, I really want to start. We were going to the hunting camp and I wanted to come back and have a clean house. And then also we're having people come in and um, put sheetrock because our house is built in the 80s and it has old paneling. So we're ripping everything out and putting in sheetrock. So I had to take down all my house decorations. Mm. And I was like, this is awesome. You did that mine 
by the time this airs, it will be down for a day because I have to do it this weekend. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That is an overwhelming task for me. It's a lot. And then I have, oh, how do you accumulate so much junk? And I go into my attic. I'm like, why do I still have this? Why do I still have this? You need to read uh, The Magic of Tidying. You need to Marie Kondo that. Mm. Does it bring you joy? That's what Patrick asks me all the time. Does it bring you joy? Do you Marie Kondo, Kate? Um, I feel like Kate's pretty organized. I can't, I, mm, it depends on what area of my life it is. Like if it's Hartley's room, absolutely not. Um, it's a, you know, that's my daughter, uh, free reign in there. But my life is pretty organized. Um, I got very inspired by one of the pre-K teachers at Hartley School this year. Shout out to Miss Simmons. And um, totally organized all of our craft stuff. Nice. Um, but you're also kind of just a regimented individual, right? I am. Okay, I'm, yeah. I uh, but I'm, I also like to keep my finger on the pulse of, like, what's cool. Um, but I don't it's necessarily true. partake in it. So I didn't watch Marie Kondo, but I know the sparking joy thing. Yes. And um, because I just like to be in conversation with everybody. So <laughs> I kind of find out what's going on. So, um, but I do use that when I'm going through clothing or whatever. Is the sparking joy? No, put it in the bag to give away. You also, she says you have to, like, acknowledge what that item or of clothing or whatever, you know, so I do that as well. I thank it for the memories and mm-hmm. send it on yeah. to someone else. Yeah. Oh, she memories. Yeah. she oh, does memories. talk about too, and this is kind of hard for me, but I have gotten better at it. She's like, okay, if somebody writes you a thank you note or even people that send you Christmas cards, you do not need to save them. No. You have, I'm you have so kept. Okay. You know, yeah. False. Oh, I disagree, God. Marie. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Talk them all. You do? The only cards I keep right now are birthday cards or, like, anniversary cards are from my husband. Like, I might keep it for, like, a week. But literally, I was like, I'm never going to look at these again. Because at one point in time, That's I was, like, point. Trying to put them in that, was trying to put them in an album. album. Like, why? For what? Not- you got that right, Marisha. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, like, oh, my God, thank you. I have, over a couple of years, just, you might feel a little, like, I don't know why we feel bad when we throw those things away. So, my Christmas the- card is in your recycling. No, it's not. So, I do keep my Christmas, up, <laughs> my Christmas cards up for a while because they're on my kitchen door, like, this, that goes between my den and my kitchen. And, and so, they're not really bothering me. And those actually do bring me joy. And they're not in a lot of space. But... Birthday cards, like Patrick will keep birthday cards. I'm like, why? Why? I, I can't. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm with Patrick. I have, <laughs> I have different, um, like, Tupperware containers. I have, like, one for Hartley, one for me, one for Ross, and all the cards go in there. I don't know. I don't know what they're for, what I'm, I'm saving the thing, them but for, but they're there. be a moment, like, one day when Hartley's like, like, mm-hmm. look at these nice cards, whatever, you know, that someone gave me or these nice words yeah. that someone wrote to me. Like, I do think about that. Like, what is Kennedy going to, like, have? Because I also chunk, like, all of her daycare stuff that they send me. And I'm like, I what is she, like, <laughs> she going to have a look at? And I've convinced myself at this point, I could be wrong, that when she's older and legitimately designing the art, then, like, maybe I'll get them <laughs> since she's not in daycare. Um, then that's why I'm not. But I, but I think that sometimes we we don't throw things away because we're worried about how we're going to feel in the future. And if we're going to, you know, and we don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. So, but I'm pretty sure I've thrown away a ton of cards. Sorry, everyone. In fact, if you get me a card, you probably don't need to. Um, so. <laughs> I know. It's not like receiving. I mean, I like them, but I'm just, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to be like, well, she probably threw away my card. All Christmas cards from this year are still up. But prior years, those bad boys have been recycled. Yes. So um, <laughs> they were all beautiful. Thank y'all for sending them to me. Please send right. some more. I okay. put your faces on it, not just your children's. Right. So, um, okay, let's get to the meat of this podcast, which is Norisha and, you know, what she does. How did she get there? So we're going to start very simple 
Where are you from, Marisha? Are you from Baton Rouge? No. Didn't think so. I am from Tioga, Louisiana. I love these people. That, that, I'm like, where are these places? <laughs> Tioga. Yeah. So this is what I tell people. I'm like, you know where Alexandria is? Yeah. Okay. If you get to, uh, so if you get to Alexandria, then there's a small town outside of it called Pineville. If you know yeah. Pineville, right outside of Pineville is Tioga. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Population got, of like 100? I mean, it's more than 100, but what we've got is like Walmart and churches. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you grew up there, went to high school? Grew up there, went to high school there, and then went to LSU for my undergrad and my master's before moving to Washington, D.C., where I lived for three years. Okay. And then California for two years. Then for Virginia for like a year, and then I moved back to Louisiana to be close to family, food, and friends. Okay, so I feel Love like we it. could have you on another podcast about all that stuff that you did before. <laughs> now <laughs> your life is way. I'm like born and raised backwards, Louisiana. <laughs> Teacher turned CPA. That's about as exciting as my life gets. Okay, so were you? So you went to DC. What did you graduate in? I guess at LSU. So I graduated in mass communication. Okay. The degree that will take you anywhere. That's her tagline. I'm like, it's so true. It'll take you anywhere. <laughs> um, so I went there. Like I first interned in graduate school, like on the hill, but then decided like I did not want to work on the hill. So I started to work for um, a charter school there called the Seed School, which was the nation's first urban public boarding school. Okay. Um, I then moved to California to be with my practice husband, and that's when I worked for an education reform organization there called Education Pioneers. Okay, wait, pr- practice husband? <laughs> yeah, so this is my second marriage. Gotcha. The first one was a practice. <laughs> I was like, I thought that's what you were saying, but I was like, maybe they were practicing before? I don't that's know. That's a term I've not heard before. Was that? I was in the Bay Area. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I worked for an education reform organization that was focused on like whenever people talk about ed reform, they're always like teachers. And yes, we should focus on teachers, but like you also need good finance people and operations people yes. and marketing people. Yes. So that education organization was focused on like putting the, getting those people into this kind of like the business aspect of the, the business aspect. Yeah. Literally, they would like specific. They would go like recruit MBA students, and they're like. You've never thought about a career in education. They're like, yeah, I don't want to be a teacher. They're like, but, but there's more, your yes. finance skills are needed, your consulting skills are needed, etc. I, I have so I've served on a couple of boards for schools, and you know the principal is a great principal, right? And yes. then they get, you know they they get overwhelmed when they're looking at financial statements or raising money, and I'm like, that's because that's not what you do. It's just right. like any business owner that needs right. a CPA, any person that needs a doctor, you know, like yes, that that, that I, I I'm with you on that. Yeah, yes. okay. So then so I worked for them, and then I when I eventually like moved back to Louisiana actually went to work for the LSU foundation where because in all of these I was doing fundraising so I came back and worked for the LSU fund, uh, foundation where I fundraised for the college of business for five years oh, okay. before making a total career shift to what I do now now okay so career shift Kate has mm-hmm. had a career shift mm-hmm. Maggie's not because she's never leaving <laughs> neither is Lainey so like no no I'm just kidding um Okay, so what do you do now? So now I am the owner of NRK Construction, which mm-hmm. is a construction company I started in 2015. Mm-hmm. So how I got to that place... Is that a general contractor? I am a general contractor, okay. which a lot, which we could have all sorts of conversations about people knowing like when they need to call a general contractor or not. If you're just doing sheetrock, you just need a sheetrock person. If you're doing more than that, <laughs> it's multiple trades, then hire a general contractor. Okay, so I... 
like I enjoyed fundraising and I enjoy fundraising for educational organizations. Like education is a passion of mine. But I would also meet with our alums. I'd meet with the accountant. I'm like, I can do their job. Or I'd meet with the finance room. I'm like, I can do their job. But I like, I just knew I wanted to do something different. Yeah. And I didn't know what. Yeah. So I'm like Been trying there. to explore, right? And I tell people, here's what I love. I want to manage projects. I want to manage budgets. And I want to manage people. And so a college friend of mine called me Sounds and like said, a he goes, have you ever thought about construction? And I'm like, no, I haven't. So the nerd in me is like, okay, let's research like the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Where does it say like construction's going? How many women or minorities like are in the field? Yeah. Like where's the growth in this area, et cetera. So he's like, if you do it, I will teach you everything that you need to know. For So for like a year, I converted, or I drove back and forth to New Iberia where his business was located or whatever. He gave me like a project to work on. It was like teaching me like how this to This is like a kind of like a mentorship. This is mm-hmm. kind of like a mentorship. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so... um so during the time I did that, I studied for the contractor's like licensing exam. I was also doing consulting work for Emergent Method. Have to give a shout out there to like them because Julie and I were working at Emergent we Method. We love Emergent Method here. Yes. We love yes. Emergent. So I was like doing consulting work for Emergent Method at the time as well. But like I decided, so then I started to go full time with it because I needed a project in order for me to like fully like leave my job and everything. I went full time with it. I left LSU in November 2015. And then 2016 is when I decided, you know, I'm going to go full time with this construction. So I'm like taking all these classes, going to all these business things. And Can I ask you a question really quick? Yeah. Were you terrified? Yeah. But. Okay. but <laughs> you're just like, I mean, it's like, hey, yeah. I'm just going like, to jump. I'm totally terrified. But I had also like at that time had been interviewing for like other fundraising jobs. So my whole thing was like, if this fails, okay. I know that I can still like go back into fundraising. Plan B. Like I was a decent like. Yeah. I kind of yes. had that feeling like if I didn't like the accounting world, I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't dislike I'll still teaching. go back to like fundraising, yeah. right? So I'm like meeting with people, whatever. And what they told us is like, you can't like when people say, oh, what do you do? I do. Oh, I do construction. I just like, I'll do everything or whatever. And they're like, no one ever thinks of the person who does everything. They think of people in their specialties. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, then I need to pick specialty areas in construction. So I asked them where was their demand? And they're like, people always need people to do sheetrock, painting and flooring. I go, great. So I'm going to go ahead and start building a team. I'll eventually like do everything, but this is what I'm going to have my team focus on. Someone told me that in June 2016, mm-hmm. August 2016, flood. the flood happens. Literally a friend of mine, Lauren Michaud, who went to SJA, oh, yeah. put my class? business card on Facebook. That is the only advertising my company has ever done. So I started to get calls from there. And you were I'm doing in- residential? Um, I was, I, I was kind of like doing like whatever projects, like gave me the opportunity okay. or whatever. Okay. And I mean, it's when I took on those jobs, like that was my first time doing a home because when I shouted my friend, it was under commercial projects and the people person to me that likes to talk is like, Oh, I want to like connect back to like people or whatever. And so the flood was like the first homes and work that I did like here in Baton Rouge. Wow. And so I, I mean, I was a crazy woman. I was going to say, you went from like, not zero by any stretch of the amount, but right. I mean, it was like, like 20 to 100. It was like full. Yes. On. Yes. Like, I mean, I was in people's houses and I'm like, oh, so this is like what framing looks like when a house is completely open. Like they, like they did not know that or whatever, but like you'd. Well, and you're in high yeah. demand at that point. Yes, I'm in high demand. And like, like, and I was so proud of myself, right? Because I was like, I have got my stuff together. Here's a week when I'm you're starting all these projects. I've got five projects that I'm starting this week. And if people just did a good job of scheduling projects and being on top of it, they would be great. And as I get ready to start, like, my very first project for the week, my very first client calls me and says, hey, the guy just dropped off the dumpster, but he dropped it on the main water line and busted it in its wedding street. <laughs> of course. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't remember, like, learning that. <laughs> I get it. 
<laughs> like, like looking through the book. Where's that? Where's that in the certification? Like, like, what do I? Do? What do I do? Whatever. So, like, everything I was doing was trial by fire. Like, yeah. was totally thrown it. But like, because of that. I am so confident about, like, what I'm doing now. And when I talk to people, like, oh, I'm doing it. I'm like, no, like, this is what's going to be, like, the results if you, like, do it that, that way. Like, you're going to instead, like, want to do this way. But I was so committed to, like, one, doing the right thing because the industry has, like, a reputation yep. for, like, shady contractors. Like, my word is, like, everything. Mm-hmm. So I was committed to doing the right thing. I had a lot of women clients at that time mm-hmm. because they like they were single and they were afraid of like being taken advantage of. Yeah. I would go in and, and that's I, probably something you didn't think about just mm-hmm. initially, you yeah. know, that and I don't want to say advantage, I don't know if that's but it does. It is. It was absolutely advantage. It does. I personally feel like I have a little yeah. bit of an advantage sometimes. So, so that the first client who like that waterline like busted her house or whatever, she told me I was the only contractor who'd come in and actually taken notes about what it is that she wanted done. And that's why she was and, choosing me. And truthfully, I mean talk about right time that hate the fact that we had the flood hate the fact that people had to deal with that Mm -hmm. and get displaced but there were I feel like I read in the newspaper of several contractors that were taking down payments or you know half of their retainer and just never doing the work Mm -hmm. and they were like piecing out you know of of Baton Rouge or whatever there was a subcontractor that I hired to do some of the work because I was like hiring a lot of people at that time and eventually he made it into the news and he'd been taking money from elderly like women or whatever. And I yeah. I had been frustrated with him and like I did like cut him loose. But later on, like I found out like he yeah. doing, you know, this other stuff. And I was just like, that's not it's not. I remember like one subcontractor I had, he's like, yeah, but they'll never know. I'm like, yeah, but I will know. And I can't like sit with that like. Mm-hmm. On my contract. How do you sleep? How do you sleep? Yeah. I mean. And during that time period, I didn't. <laughs> no. No, no. Okay. So, so again, I feel like we can have like four sub episodes of Marisha. So, the, so you get through the flood. I get through the flood. And uh, now, are you married to real husband at this point? No, but I do. We, our, our love story does kind of include the flood. <laughs> okay. And that doesn't, not kind of, but does. So, like, I meet him via a dating website, which, like, takes him off every time he, like, share that in public. He's like, why, why do you have to say that? Why can't you just say we met at Oliver Twist, which is where, like, our first date was. Okay. And, um. Because the dating website, a successful dating website relationship is a better story than we right. just met at Oliver Twist. Okay. So, he, like kept asking to help. And at this point in time, there's a part of me in the back of the brain is like, be careful of like what man like wants to help you because he's trying to take your money. I had no money with the construction company, right? But I'm like, oh, he's going to one day like swindle me out of like, all my money, right? But like, be very careful. So I like kept like rebutting efforts, whatever. Well, so he's like, but I like stuff was piling up and I needed help. So he works shift work and at that time got off at like seven o'clock in the morning. He gets a U-Haul. He shows up at my house. We go and pull um, cast iron tubs out of a couple people's like homes. We go like pick up cabinets that we have to bring this on. And then we drive to Lafayette to pick up doors for a client who was frustrated because she couldn't understand the fact that like everybody wanted doors, but they weren't all available. And label it. we spent a whole day doing this. Narisha, do you have a team? We Or you're doing this all yourself? Like so, who is with you? So I, so I hire people to like do the work. She's, she's hiring. I'm the, yeah, I'm hiring the subs to perform the work, okay. but I'm the superintendent. And so often I'm like sitting at the sites and like making sure that the work is getting done. And okay. sometimes subcontractors just come to perform the work, but they don't buy the materials. So I, that's why I had to go like get the get the doors. So I'd be like, plumbers will come in and they're not going to necessarily like take out the cast iron tub, but they'll do all the like plumbing and stuff like when it's, like when it's done, right? So the point is like we work that whole day and there's like no arguments no snarkiness like it's just and I'm like okay like maybe there is something like to this Hmm. and so like we continue to date and he like invited me on this cruise and I'm like 
I don't know this person. Um, <laughs> but eventually I had a client who, like, ticked me off or whatever. And, like, I'm really great with communicating with people. But, like, she ticked me off and I yelled. Oh. And I knew that it reached, like, a breaking point. Like, during work because it's now December. And so I called and I was like, I'm going on that cruise to you. Because, like, I just needed to, you like, need a dis- break. I needed to, dis- yeah. like, disconnect mm-hmm. or whatever. But anyways, we have, you know. We are still together. We are married, and we have a lovely two-year-old. And if you ask him, he says, I am still waiting for when you're going to pay me. And I'm like, (laughs) I paid you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So so now, today, so you're still, you're the superintendent? Yeah. Okay. So... So over time, your business needs to grow. So I've hired a superintendent, which is like one of the best things I could do, like growing my company. Because yep. literally, when I'm trying to get my daughter together at 8.30, he's already driven from New Orleans and he's on my job sites at 7.30, making sure like the work is getting done. Yeah. Um, so that's that who, not how, mm-hmm. who, not yeah. how is a book I'm reading. So when you're a small business owner, like you start off doing everything and in a lot of ways, yeah. I am still doing stuff. Like I'm still doing my own marketing business development. I'm still my own accountant. I'm still estimating the projects, whatever. And I'm working to grow my team. But the biggest hire that I need to do first was a superintendent Absolutely. who is on the job sites, like every day, making sure the work is getting and done. And so the, your superintendent's been with you for how long? Um, I hired him in November of last year. Well, I was about to say last year, but it's 2021. I heard him in November 19. of 2019. Okay, okay. So I just, something like this to me is just, I, I, she's amazing, right? Hey, I, I don't really want to do fundraising. This is what I like to do. Oh, have you thought about construction? And now I'm just going to start my own company <laughs> really quick. Be right back, you know, and, and then deal with all that stuff with the flood. I can tell you my stress level would never be able to handle that. I can't even handle when stuff happens at my own house, you know? Um <laughs> So if people need you, 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 you alluded to sheetrock, painting, and flooring, so that or is what I expanded. I have expanded. So that's what I use, like, to first get my foot in the door. Like, okay. even with, um, like, East Baton Rouge schools, like, Airmark does their maintenance work. And so they needed people to, like, paint. So I did a lot of, like, painting of schools. Like, that's what I would use as, like, my entree. But now I'm pretty much a general contractor. So if someone calls and says, like, hey, Narisha, I'm needing some roof work done, depending on the size of it or whatever... Well, like, I did someone's roof, but it's also because there's a second phase where we're going to do other parts of their house. But if it was just a roof, then I'm just going to direct them to who can do the roof for them. And some people will be like, well, you're losing out on money. But I'm not because I feel like I'm building, like, goodwill. Yes, like, All I'm going to do is, like, put, like, my markup on top of it and, like, not. And and then you never know when they're going to need something that they do need a general yeah. contractor or actually. Yes. Now that you're here, uh, my sister-in-law was thinking about doing an addition on their house, like yes. over their garage. Is that where you, where you, cause I think that yes. would need some sheet rock. Cause, that, cause that's the thing. Like, so what people need to know when they're like, oh, I need to, I need a contractor. If it is just one trade Piece of work it. that you Got need it. done, right? I'm just needing plumbing or I'm just needing electrical. Then just call that company directly. But if you're needing to coordinate and that's the thing, that's where the headache comes in, right? No one wants to figure out how to coordinate the plumber, the electrician, the mechanical person, the sheetrock, the flooring, the demo, what's the order that it all goes in? That's when you want a general contractor. And that is actually what my strength is in, is in like managing yeah, the schedule. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably should have called you last year. Very valuable. <laughs> Very valuable. It's just six months too late, but that's okay. You never know. I'm always doing stuff to my house. So, um, so I try to keep these at like 45 minutes or so. I think we've gone a little bit longer because we've had so much fun. Um, Kate, you did you have a few questions for Narisha? Oh, wait, I don't want to forget. I am correct. Weren't you in 2020 one of the influential women in business? I was. Sitting in this office. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to find 
the actual article on Business Reports, like, you need to pay for this article. And I'm like, I'll just have to ask her about that. So congratulations. Sorry that that was during a year. I don't think y'all got to have the live event, right? Um, So they, they just did a really small event okay. for us. But okay. it was really, really nice and lovely. I just uh, So congratulations. That, that's an awesome accomplishment. And then yeah. you're also outgoing president of, of a junior league? So my term will end in May 30th of this year. So I'm the 2021 junior league president. Okay, so let's just, we can, I don't want to glaze over this, all right? So you're <laughs> business owner, very successful business owner, influential women in business, and oh, we're just going to be president of junior league, probably one of the larger <laughs> organizations in Baton Rouge. <laughs> NBD. No big deal. <laughs> All right. So Kate had some questions for Yeah. Her. Well, I wanted to kind of get a little timeline of your journey in junior league from provisional to president. Did you, you know, was this part of your goal or did it just kind of happen along the way? Uh, I would actually say it's kind of both. So first of all, you have to know Kate and I met in junior league. Okay. That's right. So Aww. special. Are you still in junior league? I am what is known as a sustainer, kind of like an alum. Um, at all totally thanks to Narisha because I was often off my game and getting lots of reminder text messages to pay dues and get my hours in and things like this. So I made it through junior league to sustainer because of you <laughs> and it brought us together. So yes, forever grateful. So I, so one in general, I'm a fans of, I'm a fan of women's organizations. Mm-hmm. Like I am a feminist and I'm not afraid to like show you that. Like, Me too. Like totally about that. Right. I've told people that all the time. And so <laughs> like junior league absolutely resonates in my heart. Um, so the part of me that's like, when I look at people's jobs, I'm like, I can do that, I can do that. Like, I also feel that way often when I join organizations, like, oh, I can do that or whatever. So, like, that might have been, like, a faint, like, it was a quick idea in my head, but I didn't think much of it, like, after that. Then I got involved, um, you know, and our, every year we have, like, a different placement that you choose. And so it's different ways to develop, you know, your um, leadership skills. And just for anybody listening that's not familiar with Junior League, you know, maybe if they're out of state. Yeah. Because, you know, we're just podcast <laughs> We're a wire, baby. Right? So, junior, that's, it's a female it's, service organization, yes, right? It's I mean, international the, with 352 okay. chapters, like, around the world. Gotcha. Okay. So, mm-hmm. just wanted to give everybody a little bit of an idea. Okay. Yes. So. And so, the structure of it is that, like, you are an active for a number of years. Every chapter, like, varies for the junior active for nine years before you then, or eight years before you then go um, sustainer. So during that time, you may uh, be on a placement where you're volunteering in the community. So you are familiar with some of our projects. Like we actually are the founders of the Emerge Center, which used to be about speech and hearing yeah. foundation. We are the founders of Louisiana Arts and Science Museum. Um, we gave like a million dollars to Our Lady Lake Children's Hospital to like fund a resource center there. So there's a lot of work we do in the community. In the same way that's talking about education pioneers that people don't sometimes think about the administrative stuff, we also have placements where we do administrative stuff. So someone might be doing our marketing. We have a fundraising team. So that's how people are familiar with our um, event holidays, Mm -hmm. which we raise like almost half a million dollars Mm -hmm. a year to like fund the work that we're doing. We have an event called Touch Truck, Mm -hmm. which is for children and families. Um, And so members each year have different placements that they participate in and they progress through the organization by continuing to do those placements. And sometimes those placements are in leadership positions. So as I started to move into more leadership roles is where I then began to think about like, did I want to be president? And so, yes, I wanted to be. And when you commit to being president, it's essentially like two and a half years because it's like president elect, elect, yep. president elect, and then president. But I will say, when I dreamed of being president, this is not what it looked like, but I'm still like loving every minute of it. Yeah. So, how is, I mean, so last year with the pandemic, how was that? Can you, I don't even know if you can yeah. sum that up. Yeah, actually, so, but well, also, when I started, so the woman who was president before me was Namisha Patel, and literally the day mm-hmm. before I took office, 
we were writing a statement together because it was the pandemic, but there were also protesting place around that time, like around George Floyd. So there was also like heightened racial tensions, right? Right. And so there's a piece that I wrote like in, in Register and I also share with my members that, you know, it was going to be a challenging year. Um, and in my mind, I was excited about being president, but I also know that there are some people who were looking at me and understandably so it's like, I'm a president who happens to be black during a time when like, you know, civil protests and stuff were taking place. So I had to be mindful about like how that impacted the organization. Mm-hmm. What I shared with our members is that we're going to do everything we had already planned to do. Mm-hmm. It's just going to look a little different. Yeah. And we literally have done everything. We still held holidays. Yep. We just made it virtual. Touch or Chuck, we are planning on, and it's going to be a drive through Our Women's Leadership Conference, we have booked a phenomenal speaker that I can't share just yet, but um, it's going to be um, in March, and that's going to be all virtual. We have still been volunteering at all of our placements, so we still painted playgrounds outside for EBR schools. We are recording um, us reading for Storytime in the Garden, and also we're reading and sharing those stories um at children's hospital. So the children who are patients there, like they have stories and stuff they can read like while they're sitting in bed. So we're still doing, we're still collecting diapers and distributing them because families need the diapers more than ever. Yeah. Um, so we're still doing all the work. It just looks a little different. And that right there, Narisha, is why you're an influential woman in business mm-hmm. and uh, just right. an awesome person in general. So like, I feel like, you know, you took that situation and the thought probably never crossed your mind. Well, we're not going to do this or this because of the pandemic. It's no, we're still going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be different. But how are we still going to accomplish these goals? That's yes. awesome. That yes. is awesome. But being president sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it, it, it is a lot of work. It is. I, I won't. I won't even like gloss over. Yeah. Like oh, I see that because. But what I have learned is that. The junior league trains women to be leaders and volunteers like in our community. And you will do more work in junior league than you'll actually do on some of the boards that you join. But you are but you are capable of doing like if your board decides that it wants to become a working board, you're going to have a group of women who've learned like how to like get their hands dirty and like sort through that and delegate and manage and all of that. That's, and that's the benefit of being a member. Yeah. So uh, did I take some of your questions? No. And honestly, you covered so many. I wanted to ask you, like, what has the league looked like in the pandemic? What was the decision making for changing holidays to virtual? And I saw the ad for Touch a Truck. Our friend Amanda's going to be so excited. That is her Christmas day. She oh, loves Touch a Truck. I love it. So, um, you know, I was going to ask you how it's going to look different this year. But one thing I wanted to give you a chance to say is how do people join the Junior League? And what's the timeline for joining the Baton Rouge chapter? Yeah, Love it, Kate. So um, we actually opened our application process in... Um, on November 1st, and it closes on January 31st. We um, typically have sessions that you can attend. They've all been virtual this year, and there's another um, session. I think, I don't want to quote the date wrong, but the weekend before applications close, there's another session that you can attend or whatever um, to learn more about what the league does. And then we ask you to identify two sponsors so other women who are in the league to sponsor you. Okay. And then you'll complete an application online. There you go. Mm-hmm. Can we, that's a online yep, a link. Can on. We can probably just drop that in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So to wrap up, um, I'm, we're going to do a, I've called this five quick questions before, but then I just renamed it to FAQs, which is five awesome questions. I don't know if the questions are awesome. <laughs> I just needed an A. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway. So this is really easy. Okay. okay. But it, and these are very random again. Oh, well, I couldn't even get to the article about you. All right. So would you say you are a morning person or a night owl? Oh, technically, I'm neither. <laughs> I I don't want to stay up late. Okay. Although I might sometimes watch Hallmark movies. But, like, I'm not an early riser. I just need to have enough sleep. And then, like, 
I'm a to-do list like for the day. So I'm, I'm, I'm really not either. either. Okay. Do you <laughs> I feel like some of these might be neither's? Um, do you like cats or dogs? <laughs> so random. I'm sorry. Hirsch. No, but it's funny because I lo- I like dogs. Okay. And then we have a group of friends. Like we we have lots of stories about like bad stories about cats because we just don't like cats okay. that much. Yeah, so like we're a dog person. I'm a dog person. <laughs> good. Okay, good. I think I might know the answer to this after this whole, like, Hallmark app thing y'all talked about earlier. Would you rather watch a movie or read a book? I would actually rather read a book. Okay. Um, a lot of my friends and I were in a book club, and we used to read a book a month. Yeah. After I had Kennedy, I haven't read, which is why it's so important for me to finish reading the book that I'm reading right now, 700 pages, and I'm like, I am determined. because Is I that read... the Obama? Mm-hmm. It's 700 pages? And that's just the first of the two. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, are, you, where really are you at good. in it? Um, I'm at about somewhere in the 500s. Okay. okay. Yeah, you're getting there. Mm-hmm. More than halfway. <laughs> yeah, because I said, you've got that. my parents for Christmas. Yeah. Like, after Christmas, yep. I was I like. Agree, right. <laughs> um, and would you prefer to dress up or be casual? Casual. Okay. Would you prefer to text or talk on the phone? Talk on the phone. Okay. So, um, I do want to say, when Narita walked in, she said, what made you start a podcast? Okay, so you said you've alluded to this a couple of times where you're like, you know, I'm like, I can do their job. I mean, I've listened to podcasts and this is what made me. I'm like, I could do that. I told Julie Lapperus that. She's like, it's probably harder than you think, Melissa. I'm like, I'm just gonna do it, you know. So um, that's really when you when you were like, I can do that. I'm like, I think that too, Norisha. Now I don't think I would join Junior League and be like, let me be president. Like I know my you know my limits to a certain extent. So um, how can people get in touch with you? And your business. Okay. If they are wanting to reach me, I'm just literally going to give out my email address. It's Narisha at nrkconstruction.com. Okay. You can also go to my website and just click on contact and it'll send a message directly to my email because I don't have any other staff. Um, <laughs> yet. But yeah, yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. Um, but that's how they can reach me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, so we're going to wrap up super quick with our weekly favorite segment. Things that make us happy. But I did buy this lounge set. I'm a big fan of lounge sets, like, from Amazon. <laughs> because I feel like they match, but you're comfortable. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather be casual, too. Like, Norisha's very dressed up right now. I'm in a sweater dress. And, I mean, I really want to be in, like, leggings. Is this something you could wear while doing yoga? No. No. But you could wear it on Self-Care Sunday? Yes. Okay. While you're lotioning. While I'm lotioning. <laughs> and running errands? Because I like to be able to, you know, dual purpose lounge set. So here's (laughs) the only thing. Okay, so this lounge set is long sleeve with like a cute pair of shorts. All right. I do find the long sleeve lounge sets with the long pants look, can look like a onesie. Uh, Not a onesie. Is that what I'm talking about? The, yeah. Is that the onesie thing? And so I have one that I just wear around my house. I don't know if I'd wear it in public. Well, plus, it's like leopard print. I'm like full on leopard print. The long sleeves and shorts are good for us when we have like, I mean, there's only a little bit of time where you can actually wear. Long sleeve all the time because it's hot. <laughs> and Maggie, what's your weekly favorite? Have I talked about the Dawn Power Wash yet? I don't think so. It's amazing. What is that? <laughs> I know it's all the craze right now, but I'm here to tell you it's amazing. The Dawn Power Wash? It's Dawn Dish Soap Power Wash. And so you, if you have like grease buildup on your pans or plates or whatever, you spray it on and you just let it sit and it, it rinses off. It's amazing. It really is. I mean, it's a lot of things are overhyped, and you're like, is it really that cool? 
it's it's extremely upped my dishwashing game. You got I want you to know that I totally pictured someone power washing the house with Dawn. Yeah. I think you probably could. It would, it would cut through the grime. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. All right. Well, thank y'all so much, both, for being here. I think, Kate, Kate, see, I'm like inserting myself. Can I do one? Go, I'd like to Kate. give a shout out to Pinspiration. It is a... Um, it's on Sherwood. It is a locally owned franchise. Okay. Um, two sisters. They're adorable. They recently opened, I think, in November of 2020. And um, you can go there and do craft projects that are oh. very inspiring from Pinterest. Um, oh, yeah, super cute. cute. We did the splatter paint room with um, my sister and I with our daughters, and it was awesome. That's so, so great. So yeah. all ages? All ages. They have adult crafts and adult events. Um, and, Team building. Yeah. Team building. I night. love that. Can I ask about your earrings? Oh, yeah. They say my daughter's name, Hartley. So cute. I was, um, what what do y'all say? Influence? Yeah. I was Instagram influence. I saw an ad and texted it to Ross for, uh, that's my husband, for a Christmas gift. It's one stud? One stud, yeah. I only have one piercing. Oh, that's cute. For those that are listening, you can't see. They're climbing (laughs) up her ear. So I was like, what is going on over there? (laughs) Norisha, do you have a weekly favorite? It's not a weekly favorite. It's like a little bit of a soap dishy thing, if that's okay. Okay. Okay, so did the whole like move to NRK construction. And the lesson that I want women to take from it is that like we are not beholden to like just the degrees or like some bucket that someone has put us in. Um, as long as like what we need to think about, like in our career progression or whatever, is about the different skills that we have that can be transferable. So I am not an expert in construction and I can't build a lot of stuff, but I took the skills that I had and I figured out how to translate it to another field. Yep. So if you're spending this year trying to figure out like what it is that you want it to, to do, think about your skills and how they can be translated into something that you're really passionate about. Forget about the title, forget like focus on like what the skills are and how to transfer them. Absolutely. And I do think that, Sometimes that's hard to figure out. And Mm -hmm. when I think about my own journey, like never would I thought that I would have been a business owner when I was teaching at St. Joseph's Academy. But the skills, my teaching skills, I've said this before, that's what I do all day. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. We talk Mm -hmm. to our clients all day long, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think that's great. That's great. That was a great way to end the podcast. Yeah, I love that. Uh, way more deep than are we, our Dawn Power Washing. (laughs) Just kidding. Our lounge (laughs) set. But... Um, so I'll just say it really quick. We've said this on the intro, but you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Louisiana Ladies Podcast. You can email our Gmail. Can somebody please just email us at louisianaladiespodcast <laughs> at gmail.com? I don't even care. I can just say hey. Um, and then Maggie and I are both on Instagram. I am on there as Missy Torito, and Maggie is Maggie like underscore Rob or something like that. And I'm just going to say it here so oh, that... Oh, Lord. I'm going to say it here. I'm going to get better. My 2021, I'm going to... Build a social media presence. So am I. I love it. I have already posted more on social media in the past, like, two months than I have in the past, like, ten years. Yeah, you really took it by the, took it by the horn. Maggie, I feel like you have a decent presence. You do. On social media? Because of Erin. Erin tags her on stuff. Oh, yeah, that's never no, me. But I see, like, pictures that you post of your nieces and nephews. Okay, well... Well, there, there you go. It needs to be better, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Kate. Oh, I do want to say, so Kate has just been um, a huge podcast fan, and this also we reconnected. I hadn't seen Kate in a couple of years, but we had we stayed in touch. Yeah, we, we get lunch every now and again. Aubrey got yeah. married. We yeah. went to her bachelorette party, and I'm still kind of like proud of myself that I got invited to that. Yeah. Aubrey told me she was like, "You're invited because you're fun." I was like, oh. "Okay, thanks." <laughs> so, um. 
Anyway, so Kate has come up with a lot of guest ideas, and she's been really, she has been super awesome in her feedback, and so I think she'll be on again to help us co-host, um, and we appreciate you being here. Thank y'all, thank y'all both for taking time Absolutely. out of your busy schedule, and Narisha, I think, is going to hit the ground running probably right after she leaves this <laughs> office for the rest of the year. So, um, till next time, everyone, thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Bye.